I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to season three of Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story. So if you haven't listened to seasons one and two yet, I'd recommend starting there. Also, just adds up, there's some swearing and adult themes in the show. Chapter 37, At the Spa The drive to the spa was nauseatingly windy, and when we finally arrived, Steve dashed off to the bathroom to throw up. Britt, the girl from the bachelorette party that Bentley had brought home, had invited herself to come along. This appeared to have irked Bentley, who was now ignoring her. When the masseuses greeted us, they asked who would be coupled off with whom, and Braylon, jealous of Gemma and Stu, seized the opportunity to grab Britt. Unfortunately for him, it did not have the intended effect. Gemma and Stu didn't even notice, and Bentley simply looked relieved and said he'd rather have bro time with James anyway. Bree looked heartbroken when James went off with Bentley, but Lana swooped in and said, Don't worry, girl, I got you. At this point, Apollo and I were the only two left, and the masseuses started ushering us off to get changed. Oh, I said, I'm actually with the guy who's in the bathroom. Esta inferno. The masseuse mimed puking and shook her head sagely, shepherding Apollo and I through to the next room. You two together now. She pushed us inside and hurried away. The door closed noiselessly, and tranquil music began to play. A motherly-looking masseuse entered from a door on the opposite side of the room. Hola, she smiled. Por favor, que tita la ropa y ponte estas túnicas, puedes tocar el timbre cuando estás listo. Hola, Apollo smiled at her, then looked questioningly at me. I think she's telling us to change into those, I said, gesturing to two bright white robes laid out on the massage tables. But... Apollo looked around the room. It was dimly lit with candles and empty apart from a diffuser and a massage table. Where do we change? I have no idea how to ask that, I admitted. I think Ropa is clothes, he said. I know that, but, uh, donde Ropa? I tried, looking hopefully at the masseuse. She smiled serenely at me and pointed to the two white robes again. Then she pointed to a little gold bell on one of the massage tables, clearly indicating that we should ring it when we were ready, and left. I can go outside while you change, Apollo offered, grabbing the door handle, but nothing happened. It was locked from the outside. We exchanged a look. It's fine, just face that way and I'll look this way, I said. You're sure? I wouldn't want to do anything to make you uncomfortable. It's way too late for that, I muttered, turning my back on him and quickly replacing my clothes with the robe. Are you ready? he asked. Yeah, I said, turning around. His robe was too short for him. Where on most people it would have gone past their knees, his hung so high on his thighs that if he had bent over even just a little bit, I would have seen his ass. 
He grinned self-awarely at my amused expression. How bad is it? You look ridiculous, I smirked, ringing the bell. The next hour was, unexpectedly, bliss. At first I'd been tense because, well, Apollo was right there next to me, but soon the ambient music and the masseuse's magic had me in a daze. When it was over, they led us back to the changing room, and after several minutes managed to get me to understand that they wanted us to put on our bathing suits and some slippers they had provided. We did so, and were then led outside and down a damp path through a vibrant green forest. We admired the view, but soon the serenity was disturbed by an unpleasant eggy smell. Apollo and I scrunched our noses at each other behind the masseuse's back. Then the path rounded a corner and converged onto soft stone steps that led up to two turquoise pools edged by terracotta-colored stone. The upper pool spilled over into the lower in a kind of mini waterfall. The masseuse smiled and held out her arm, as if to say, well, go on, get in. We started up the wet steps, which were wonderfully warm. I didn't know we were going to a hot spring, I said. Me neither, he replied. I think I've heard about these ones, but I didn't realize we were so close to them. The smell dissipated, or perhaps we were just used to it now, as we slowly descended into the warmth. I lay back, floating weightlessly, and closed my eyes, listening to the water trickle and the cries of the insects and birds. When I finally sat up and opened them, I realized that Apollo was staring at me. Do you mind? I said irritably. I'm trying to relax. Sorry, he said quickly, a strawberry flush forming on his cheeks as he turned his toned body away from me. God, he was so attractive. I hated that, and I hated him. We heard a splash below us and peered over the edge of our pool to see Lana, her perfect body clad in a sleek black bikini, bathing in a little waterfall in the pool below. Hey, Lana. Apollo said. She jumped, blinked water out of her eyes, and said, in a very unimpressed voice, Well, now I definitely don't feel bad for doing my couple's massage with Steve. You did yours with Steve? I asked, surprised. Yeah, because you ditched him for Apollo, apparently. I didn't ditch him. The masseuses told us he was too sick. And instead of going to check on him like a normal person, you just ran off with Apollo. Classy, Brooklyn. She had a good point there, so I decided not to acknowledge it and change the subject instead. I thought you went with Brie. I did, but she kicked me out and said she needed alone time after I made the mistake of suggesting that maybe her and James breaking up wasn't such a bad thing. You said what? I was just trying to help, Lana said exasperatedly, and I'm sorry I didn't do it perfectly, but my god, you're all way too upset about boys right now. It's exhausting. And anyway, it all worked out. Poor Steve was on the verge of tears when I found him, and thanks to me, he ended up having a great time. You're welcome, Brooklyn. Where is Steve? I asked. Soaking in the lower pools with everyone else, Lana said. They must have gotten you two mixed up with the honeymooners. Pretty sure Gemma and Stu were supposed to be in your spot. Although, she added thoughtfully, they're all so nice, I guess it doesn't really matter. Come see. She led the way down the steps and around another bend of mineral-rich rock to a valley of powdery teal pools. At the very top was a rounded rock formation that more water trickled down. Braylon, of course, was climbing up it. 
Hello, Gemma called soothingly from one of the pools, her dark curls in pretty wet ringlets. Apollo and I climbed into the empty pool next to her and reclined appreciatively. We whiled away the afternoon there, watching Braylon try, with increasing desperation, to divert Gemma's attention away from Stu by climbing on more and more things, until he fell spectacularly onto an outraged Lana, and an employee told us, kindly, that we had to leave. Gemma, I think we need to lay some ground rules about the whole polyamory thing, I heard Braylon remark to her as we crammed back into the car. Braylon, please... Gemma said, closing her eyes. Not now. We just came from the spa. The ride back was a sleepy one. The minerals, heat, and massages had worked well, and when we finally returned to our villa, everyone crawled dizzily to their rooms for a nap, until Lana and Bentley woke us up a few hours later. Time for dinner, drinks, and a techno-style Christmas party, Lana shouted, banging a wooden spoon against a pot. Please don't do that, Amanda begged, poking her head out of her door. Oh, sorry, Amanda, Lana said quickly. How are you feeling? Want to come out with us? It's our last night here, after all. I didn't realize the trip was already almost over. Yeah, Bree said sleepily, turning on the coffee machine. Mom and Dad said the flights were quadruple the price if we didn't fly out on Boxing Day. I don't think I can come, Amanda said, looking morose. I only just stopped vomiting this afternoon. Oh, Braylon grimaced, then added to Gemma in a whisper that nevertheless was heard by everyone. I'm glad we're eating out tonight. Gemma, will you get off your phone? Lana said reproachfully. We had all stuffed our faces with surf and turf at this little restaurant Stu had recommended, and had now been enjoying their decadent and almost criminally cheap cocktails for hours. Gemma didn't answer. She was staring, dumbfounded at her phone. Gemma, hello! Lana waved her hand in Gemma's face. What? Gemma looked up blankly. You okay, Gem? I asked. We, we got in. Got in where? Brie asked. This artist's residency. I applied to it ages ago. I just got the acceptance letter. Gem! I squealed, giving her a hug. That's incredible! What is an artist residency? Lana asked, confused. It's a place where artists are invited to stay and focus on their work. There's tons all around the world. This one is for four months in France. I didn't tell you guys because I was pretty sure we wouldn't get in, and the one I applied to was supposed to start last September, but it looks like we got in for the February one instead. Who's we? Brie asked. Brooklyn and I. Gemma smiled weakly at me. I gaped at her. What? I applied before we graduated. I was feeling so lost and I knew you were too. And I knew how badly you wanted to take a few months and write in Thailand and I figured if we got into this, there'd be no way you could pass it up and maybe that'd help you get away from Tyler. Jem. It was a late night pipe dream. I didn't think it would happen so I never told you but Brooklyn, France. But uh, how did you get me in? I asked incredulously. I snooped on your laptop one day while we were studying together in the library and sent them some of your writing samples. I told them you'd spend the time writing a fantasy novel. You already had an outline on your computer, so I just kind of reworked it into a pitch and reworded what I'd written for my own application. Gemma, I said breathlessly. So, you'll come with me? I have rent and my job and... 
you can sublet your place. And doesn't your boss love you slash owe you for not narking on her affair with your other boss? I think you could convince her to let you go for a semester. I stared at her. Four months. To write. In France? Gemma nodded. I am so fucking in, Gemma. Yes, Gemma cheered, throwing her arms around me. How are you two going to pay for four months in France? Braylon scoffed. It's free, Gemma said, looking as though she could barely believe that herself. If they like your project proposal, they pay for everything. I mean, we'll obviously have to pay for any extra excursions we want to go on, but travel, room and board, that's covered. I can't believe this, I said. I think maybe my Instagram growth from the Mitchell Bubbles encounter tipped the scales in my favor, Gemma said thoughtfully. They did say they were impressed with my social media presence. No, Gem, this was you. All you, I said. Congratulations. Apollo smiled at us from across the table. It might have been my imagination, but he looked a little sad. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And Merry Christmas, Lana shouted. Shots. This Calls for shots, Bentley said, rushing over to the waiter to order some. The rest of the evening was a euphoric blur. I felt like I was dreaming. Surely it wasn't possible to be this happy. The club on the beach was packed with revelers, and with the help of libations provided by the bartender, our group was the most boisterous of them all. I danced on tables with Gemma, Lana, and Brie. Britt spent the whole night trying to convince a scandalized Brie to make out with her, before moving on to Gemma. Sorry, Gemma said, turning away. I'm all for kissing girls, she told me confidentially, but I know Braylon would love it and I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. Ugh, I just want to make out with a hot girl, Brie pouted. Where's Lana? I'll kiss you, I offered. Britt looked me up and down. Oh... I'm good, she said, before heading back to the bar. She's wasted, Gemma said consolingly. Don't take it personally. She wants to make out with everyone but me. Kinda hard not to take that personally, I began, but trailed off as Stu whisked Gemma onto the dance floor. Wanna dance? Apollo had just appeared out of nowhere. No, I said. Oh, go on, Brooklyn, Gemma called over. It's our last night, why not? Apollo held out his hand, and, at last, I took it. The upbeat music took a mellow turn, and he placed his hands on the small of my back. Congratulations again, 
he said, looking at me with the same slightly sad smile. Why does it seem like you're not happy for me? I asked bluntly. I am. I gave him an unconvinced look. I am so proud of you, Brooklyn. I'm just also a little sad that you're leaving. Why? I demanded. It's not like you... Like, when I was in Van, you didn't exactly try very... I was too drunk to express myself anymore. I don't understand you, Apollo. Just why? 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 With a sudden movement, he pulled me into him and kissed me. That's why. For a moment, I couldn't breathe. And then I remembered what an asshole he was. And I pushed him away. That's not fair. I know, but... No! You don't get to do this now! Brooklyn... No! I ran away, through the crowd, towards the dark water. I let out a scream of frustration as I splashed into the waves. Not because Apollo was being infuriating, but because in spite of all of his dickish behavior, in spite of the fact that poor Amanda was currently sick in bed back at the villa, I still wanted him. What was wrong with me? Are you alright? A voice asked. I looked around to see James sitting on the shoreline. No, I said. Me neither, he slurred, holding up a half-empty two-six of tequila. Want some? I slumped down next to him and took a large swig. It's just like that play you were writing, isn't it? James said. What play? I asked. I'd never written a play. The one with the fairies in the forest and all the love in all the wrong places. Oh, I let out a sad chuckle. Do you mean a Midsummer Night's Dream? Mmm, the one with Puck. The fucker. Yeah, James, I didn't write that play. Shakespeare did. Oh, right, good old Will. I must be really fucked up, eh? If I'm misattributing Shakespeare to random people. Not that you're random, Brookie. It's okay, I, I did teach it, so I know what you mean, I said, patting him on the back. Oh, he moaned, putting his head in his hands. Brookie sounds like Bree. I miss Bree. She misses you too. But I've got to have self-respect, Brookie. If she doesn't want to be with me, then i got to let her go. She does want to be with you, James. She's just not ready to get married. Mm, that's just a line. little lie to soften the blow of rejection, you know. But she told me that, I insisted. Why would she lie to me? James's head lolled around to look at me. You mean, maybe she's actually really just not ready? Yeah, I said earnestly. James stood up so suddenly that he almost toppled over. I grabbed his arm to steady him. I've got to find her. Brookie, help me. All right, I said, taking his hand and leading him back toward the DJ. We scanned the crowd, but couldn't find Bree. Oh, look, there's Lan-Lan, James pointed. Maybe she knows where Bree is. We made our way toward Lana, who was making out with and writhing against a tall, buff guy with dark hair. Lana, I called. She broke away from the guy and looked at me with wide, guilty eyes. For a moment, I didn't understand. Then the guy turned around too, and James clapped both of his hands over his mouth. It was Steve. Sometimes we do it just for fun.
Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode. If you want to find out what happens next right now, subscribe for early access to all 10 episodes of Season 3 on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, the next episode will be out next Monday at 3 a.m. Vancouver time. If you're enjoying the show, please give it five stars on Apple or Spotify, write a review, share it on social media, and tell your friends. Confessions of a New Grad is written, performed, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Rebecca Montgomery does cover and episode artwork, as well as editing the scripts. Thank you to the Canada Council for the Arts for funding this season. For accompanying illustrations, exclusive news, and extra content, you can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. You can also find more information and get in touch via our website, confessionsofanewgrad.com. Special thanks to all the musicians who allowed us to use their work in this production. You can find the soundtracks in the episode descriptions. I love interacting with you and hearing your thoughts on the show or anything at all, so please feel free to continue to reach out to me on Instagram or via the show's website. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.